Big Ten men's basketball schedule released on Thursday. If the Hoosiers are going to win the Big Ten title this year, they're going to have to do it the hard way. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, September 9th. I couldn't find the date there. Uh, this is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Big apologies to those of you who listened to yesterday's show. The audio, the video was really bad. My internet connection was really bad. It was one of those things I did not realize until after it had been uploaded. The parts I listened to sounded fine. Turned out that was very few and far between. So connection should be good. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, let me know if it isn't because that's the only way I can really tell. So tweet at me uh, leave or send me a message, something along those lines. Put it in the YouTube comments. Let me know if things are bad because uh, I don't listen to the whole episode. You guys do, hopefully, and you guys can catch that better than I can. Let's dive in, though. Men's basketball team had their Big Ten schedule announced on Thursday. Big Ten Network drug that thing out forever. Uh, to get as people watching as long as possible to announce that whole schedule before uh, we saw the entirety of IU's schedule. If you watched the show, and even if you didn't, uh, it's pretty clear that most consider IU to be uh, one of, if not the outright favorite for the Big Ten title this year. Two main takeaways from the, the schedule. We, we knew who they were going to play. Uh, it was just a matter of when they were going to play them. The two big takeaways for me, it's a soft start. So Hoosiers are going to play two Big Ten games in early December uh, that are going to come in a, a difficult time, but it's possibly their two easiest games of the Big Ten schedule. Uh, at Rutgers is when is where they open up Big Ten play this year, and then home against Nebraska. Rutgers is December 3rd, Nebraska is December 7th. That comes, like I said, at an interesting time. IU plays North Carolina on November 30th. That's a Wednesday. They'll go to Rutgers that Saturday. They'll host Nebraska that Wednesday. Then they'll fly to Vegas that Saturday, uh, that following Saturday, to take on Arizona. The next week is Kansas. So Rutgers, Nebraska, right in the middle of the North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas uh, trifecta there. If you had to play two Pig 10 games <laughs> at that point, those probably are two of the teams you would prefer to play against. Um, road games are always going to be hard. I mean, we saw that firsthand last season. Uh, but a, a trip to Rutgers, a team that lost a couple of IU killers uh, from last season's team, isn't the most daunting task. Uh, and then Nebraska, probably going to be the worst, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten this season. There's certainly much tougher uh, teams you could have seen in that slot. The reason we don't see them there in December is because they all seem to be in February. That is the other big takeaway from this schedule. January, a fairly straightforward month. The one game against Wisconsin, they don't have to go to the Kohl Center. Thank heavens. Um, but a lot of their easier games are in that. The one game against Ohio State, Ohio State could be tough this year. Uh, you have Minnesota in there. Uh, you have Penn State in there. You have Northwestern in there. 
Um, so not a daunting schedule. Home game against Michigan State. You go to Maryland. Uh, but then February, the, the calendar turns to February. And my word, is this going to be a tough, tough finish for Indiana down the stretch? February starts with a home game against Purdue, ends with a home game against Michigan, and in between is a lot of tough battles. Uh, they will travel to Michigan on February 11th. They will travel to Northwestern. They will host Illinois. Uh, and then this stretch right here is going to determine the season. Uh, they will travel to East Lansing on February 21st. They will then travel to Purdue on February 25th. They will host Iowa on February 28th. Uh, and then I guess this last game is technically March, but they will host Michigan on March 5th. Michigan, another one of the teams that is something might be competing near the top of the Big Ten. That could be a decider in some ways for the Big Ten title. The Hoosiers have won the Big Ten title against Iowa before. Uh, the Yogi Ferrell shot, I believe that was their last Big Ten title. Um, so there's some history there. They won that one at Iowa. This one would be home. It would be really, 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 really cool if they won the title at West Lafayette. Uh, I would bring that up all the time if that one happened. But not sure how soon they could win the Big Ten title. A, a lot of that's out of their control. A lot of it is in their control. But... Those three games, those four games, even going back to the Michigan State game, might be the toughest stretch in conference play this season. I, I, I think it is without having really looked too much um, too much else or too deep into it. Uh, trips to Michigan State and Purdue, home games against Iowa and Michigan, that's going to be a really tough stretch. So if IU is going to win the Big Ten, we kind of knew this was going to be the case. They escaped some things. Not having to play Ohio State uh, at the, or on the road, not having to play Wisconsin on the road, but we knew that they were going to be tested and that it was going to be tough. The way the schedule breaks down, it's going to be really, really tough. Uh, so, look, there are going to be questions about this IU team. It's a team that ultimately was barely a, a NCAA tournament team last year and is now kind of considered one of the proverbial favorites for the conference. I think in some ways it says a lot about the conference being down this year. I do think this is a really talented IU team, though, but they're absolutely going to have to prove it this season. This is going to be a tough, tough schedule almost from the get-go. They'll have a couple of easy games against Moorhead State, Bethune-Cookman, and then they're diving in uh, with Xavier, UNC, and all those games. So this is going to be a... A telling season for the state of Indiana basketball for Mike Woodson. He built up all the goodwill in year one. There weren't a whole lot of expectations. He exceeded those. There are a lot of expectations this year. You take a look at this schedule. He he beefed it up. Like it, Part of this was his choice, those non-conference games. Uh, we're going to find out if IU is back, if last year was us sneaking up on people. Uh, if this team is the real deal, because they're going to have to earn a Big Ten title if they're going to win it this season. So it is going to be a, a fascinating season to watch. We still have a couple months away. Uh, the, the regular season opener is November 7th. So just shy of two months exactly away from that one. A little less than that for the exhibition game. So it's going to be 
it's going to be fun. But before we get to basketball season, we have a, a lot of football season left still, including tomorrow night against Idaho. Let's get you all set with everything you need to know for that game. Things we'll be watching uh, for that contest. Before we do that, though, we obviously have to talk about today's sponsor, Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sporting info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's uh, opening weeks games, I guess. This is into the second week, but as well as NFL games. Those kicked off on Thursday as well. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, and college. No IU line there. There's not really an IU line anywhere. You're going to be hard-pressed to find one against an FCS school, Um, but it is not on BetOnline this week. There's still a lot of other games, a lot of other Big Ten games on there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Big thanks to all you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Head on over to YouTube. Subscribe over there if you guys haven't already. We upload the episodes daily. We're trying to hit 500 subscribers by the start of uh, the basketball season. So we have two months to do that. We're closing in rapidly. Want you guys to uh, to join the conversation over there, especially once basketball starts. It's going to be a lot bigger conversation, I would imagine. So jump on now, so you're uh, you're already on that train when it really takes off this winter. Let's talk football. IU versus Idaho tomorrow night, Saturday at 8 p.m. at Memorial Stadium. Uh, also on Big Ten Network. It should be. Hopefully, a lot less nerve-wracking game for the Hoosiers in this one. Idaho does come in 0-1. Tom Allen talked about them a little bit. It's a bit of a new-look team. Uh, We mentioned it on Thursday's show if it wasn't all broken up and and jumbled uh, during my bad connection, but uh, it's a new head coach, a a lot of new faces on Idaho. Uh, They took Washington State to the limit uh, 24, 17, uh, they fall in that one. So they come in 0 and one. Uh, but we saw last year, um, what an Idaho team look like, even if there's a new faces, um, up and down the roster, uh, we still got a sense then of kind of the level of play, if nothing else for, uh, an Idaho team. And with all due respect to them, that's why we haven't focused hardly anything about their roster, their team, anything like that. It could come back to bite us 100%, but if it does, I would like to think it is not my fault, and I would like to think it is the team's fault. Uh, IU was 1-0 against Idaho all-time. It was obviously last season, as we said. Uh, that one was a blowout, um, 56-14 Indiana. Uh, featured an 81-yard punt return from DJ Matthews, a um, couple touchdowns from Michael Penix, a long touchdown pass from Jack Tuttle to AJ Barner. Uh, it was a weird game, just an overall weird game. Idaho only had one turnover, but IU only had 338 yards. Um, I don't really know what to make of that one. In the moment, it felt weird, and 
Obviously, it was kind of indicative of where the season was headed for the Hoosiers. Interesting note, a couple of these, all of these, come from the game notes from IU. Try to integrate some of this into the broadcast or into the podcast, excuse me, this year. Tom Allen is 12 and 1 against non-conference teams in the regular season. His only loss being Cincinnati last year. So it's not a bad loss to have. Um I could get up to 14 to 1 heading into Cincinnati this year. Not really something I thought about, but once you put some thought into it, it makes sense. So uh, Tom Allen actually pretty good in non-conference games. Now, a lot of that's indicative of the opponent we're playing. They're not tough, uh, but that's what you do if you're IU. You need to get wins where you can find them. Here's a really interesting uh, stat from the IU notes. Cam Camper, who had 156 yards, and DJ Matthews, who had 109 yards last week, became the 14th IU duo to rack up 100 receiving yards in the same game First, since Nick Westbrook, who had 109 yards, and Jayshon Harris, the second, who had 104 yards against Ohio State in 2018. Only 14 times is uh, telling, I guess, about IU's program. Um, it hadn't happened, yeah, obviously in almost four years. Happened a, a fair amount during the Chaos Team years. Uh, you, Simi Cobbs did it a number of times. Uh, once with Taysier Mack, once with Wap Fillier, once with Ricky Jones and Mitchell Page. Uh, Cody Latimer and Kofi Hughes did it once against Iowa in 2012. Uh, against Arkansas State in 2010, DeMarlo Belcher and Tandon Doss, uh, which, awesome. I, those are two names I hadn't thought about in a while. Uh, so, Ricky Jones and Nick Westbrook did it in 2016. So, some peak chaos team years there. Uh, not surprising that they got that done uh, during that uh, stretch of, of the program's history. Um, so another, I mean, the other side of that is Connor Bazelak. He threw for 330 yards. Those 330 yards are the most in a debut for IU since, I'm sure some of you saw this last week, Antoine Randall L., who threw for 385 yards against Western Michigan. Uh, on September 12th, 1998. I tried to find the box score for that. It's not online anywhere. I would love to see that. Only Antoine Reynolds' final two seasons at IU. We have game logs of. Somebody at IU, I assume, has that. I would Again, I would love to see that because um, Antoine Reynolds was ahead of his time. He was a exciting player, kind of that dual threat quarterback. If he came around in 2022, he ain't, I don't think he's switching a wide receiver. Uh, I think they figure out how to utilize him better. And, um, he is going to the next level as a quarterback, uh, very underrated for his college career, a, a whole, whole, whole lot of fun. Um, but that was a, that was a hell of a performance from Connor Bazelak in the opener. Mentioned that there is no betting line on this one on Bet Online. You may be able to find one. I earnestly tried. Uh, maybe it'll go up uh, once we get closer to game time. But it's hard to find anywhere that is going to have this game um, for anyone to bet on. So good luck if you do. If you do find it, I can't imagine what that spread is going to be especially with so little known about both teams. There's probably a, a number of reasons why this one is not on any betting markets. SP Plus, we do have um, 
we mentioned it last week. It was uh, kind of pre- it was projected to be a tie. I think a twenty three twenty three tie. So that gives you a sense of how accurate this is because it was twenty three twenty. I think in, uh, Illinois had a very very slight edge, and I mean based on the statistics, Illinois probably deserved to win, and that's what this is based on uh, these algorithms. So heading into this one. IU has projected a 23.7 projected margin, 36 to 12, the the rounded score, 91% win probability on this one. So this is as much of a guaranteed win uh, as IU is going to have this year. Um, Outside of Western Kentucky, it may be the only other time IU is outright the, uh, the favorite. Uh, we'll see how Big Ten shapes up, but I don't know right now that they'd be the favorite in any of their games. Um, so this is one of the few times IU is going to be a favorite the rest of this season. This should be an easy win. I I would hope that IU football is at a point where this one is just an easy win and we don't pull any nonsense. And years passed under... Um, a number of no, I was going to single out coaches, but a number of different coaches. This would be a, a an adventurous game, and I'd probably try to find a way to worry about it. I'm trying to turn the page on that one. This this should be a win. There should not be anything to worry about. So let's uh, highlight some things that I'll be watching and hoping to see from IU in this one. We'll dive into that here in just a moment. So some of this is going to be some things we talked about with Jared yesterday, but considering the state of that podcast, I figured it bears mentioning again in this one because hopefully this one doesn't sound like I'm on dial-up internet. Um, But Indiana, the biggest thing I want to see from them is continuing their momentum created in week one. You do that by coming out fast, jumping ahead early, getting uh, Memorial Stadium excited, uh, get some big plays early on, uh, get up big early on and you can coast the rest of the way. Um, that's what they did last season. Even for as funky of a game it was, like IU was scoring and they jumped ahead early and it, it felt there was never any worry in that game. would love to see that in this one. Jump ahead early, get a couple big touchdowns, and just relax. Uh, not take the foot off the gas, but not have the stress and the pressure of last week. Now, how do you do that? couple different things I'll be watching. I want to see the offense executing at a, a higher level than last week, particularly the run game. There was a lot of talk during last week's game, after last week's game. The run game was non-existent. Walt Bell made the uh, excuse, I guess, if we're being honest, that Illinois stacked the box. Um, Illinois and Idaho are on two very different levels. So you would hope that IU is able to create some running lanes for Sean Shivers this week. You're able to show a little bit more in that run game with that run blocking than you did last week because we've seen what happens when IU becomes very one-dimensional. And while you can win with that, you have to perform at an extremely high level in the passing game. Puts a lot of pressure on um, on teams or, or on the team to execute in the passing game. Now, on that note... I do want to see the passing game continue to build some chemistry. That was the one thing, or I guess that is the one thing that uh, I would say they didn't do a lot of last week. Um, 
and that's not even necessarily like a criticism. Like I wouldn't expect them to have chemistry one week into the season when the starter only had about two weeks of practice as the outright number one. So uh, I want to see Bazelak continuing to build that chemistry, not just with Cam Camper and DJ Matthews, who it seems he has chemistry with, but your Anderson Kobe's, your Omar Cooper's, hopefully he's able to get on the field. Donovan McCauley, we only saw him a handful of times. See him make some plays. Um, Javon Swinton, any number of guys. A.J. Bonner, I would love to see involved in the pass game more. It sounds like, it looked like uh, he was a little banged up. I know he had the one reception where he got banged up pretty good and came out of the game. Uh, it was a big reception. It was a first down reception, but I, w- I would like to see him a little bit more involved in the pass game. We saw how much uh, things opened up when Peyton Hendershot was involved. I don't think that really changes. If you can get your tight end involved, it, it changes the dynamic a lot. Defensively, there's a lot less things to be worried about. Shore up some of the small things like tackling. That was something Tom Allen mentioned in his press conferences this week. He didn't like how many missed tackles there were. So uh, shore up some of that. Continue getting takeaways. Uh, That's going to be the big thing for Tom Allen is uh, takeaways on the defensive side of the ball. We didn't get a lot of them last year. uh, And maybe it's just a, a roll of the dice. We got a lot of them in 2020. We didn't get any last year. It's all kind of cyclical. Maybe the the odds will swing in our favor this year and we start to get a lot of them again. I do think there is a little bit of a snowball effect. If you continue to, to be a defense that is ball hawking, that forces fumbles and things like that, I think it's one of those things that um, things seem to go your way when, when, when that happens. You find yourself picking off passes. You find yourself forcing fumbles more. You get this reputation, and it I mean, it, it will impact uh, opponents that come up against this IU defense. So love to see them continue to get takeaways and really make that a, a staple of this defense. Uh, be more effective in the run defense. Again, uh, we're not facing Chase Brown. If we're being honest, there might only be one running back we face that is better than Chase Brown this season, and it's Ohio State and Travion Henderson. So... Um, as bad as it was last week, you can write off a lot of reasons. It was week one. It was a new defensive coordinator. As much familiarity as there was, it was uh, some new players in uh, positions, especially across the the defensive line and linebackers. So there are reasons you can understand why it didn't work, but those are things you have to improve upon. So be more effective in run defense as well. I just want to, I want positives. I want a lot of positives from this one. I want to spend next week being excited as we head into a game against Western Kentucky. Uh, That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed um, from this one. So I, I, I'm not going to predict. I know I nailed the prediction last week. Uh, I have no idea what to expect in this. A big win. Uh, It'd be cool to see Indiana cross a 50 point mark again. Something like that. Some big, big double digit win would be really, really nice. So Thanks again, guys, for making Lockdown Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap this game. Now, for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for 
Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you guys get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. We'll be live tweeting the game. We'll be we'll have a reaction video up after the game. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. Leave a quick rating and review. Helps us out a ton. Appreciate you guys sticking with us today. Hopefully it sounds a lot better than yesterday's did. Now, everybody make sure you have a great weekend. Let's go Hoosiers and LEO.